everyone, Sparky Ninja here for another little podcast. And it's a Saturday afternoon and I just wanted to have a little talk about what I've done this week and most, most importantly I'd like to talk about the subject of Arc Flash. On Tuesday, well actually on Monday I had a meeting with a software company on the same subject, but on Tuesday I attended an Arc Flash conference in Manchester. We had the, uh, the vice chair of the IEEE standard that actually um, creates the calculation requirements for the subject as the keynote speaker, um, Jim, and it was very, very, very um, interesting and very, very, very eye-opening, I guess is the best way to put it. So ArcFlash, um, I first got involved with this subject of ArcFlash probably six, seven years ago, where as a consultant, I took over some of the work for a very large food manufacturer who'd worked with a guy who had experience in Arc Flash on a prior development and I was kind of handed his old work and I started looking into the subject because as an electrician who then started doing consultancy the subject of Arc Flash was very very vague and it was not really covered well often or not the the, the word arc would appear but we kind of relied too heavily on health and safety protocols and just elimination being the main method to control things. So Arc Flash itself Arc flash is a phenomenon that can occur when you have a bolted short circuit or a arcing across an air gap when you have enough energy to bridge the air gap. And it's the it's when you have the current travelling across the air gap that you actually get the, the phenomenon of the arc. Now, without actually thinking too much into it, what you end up with is this plasma, and the plasma itself is conducting. And that does mean that as the arc occurs, if you have a constant air gap, if the disconnection of this is not rapid enough, the actual plasma will, will fuel itself and will have huge amounts of energy occur. Why is this something that electricians need to think of? Well, if you do EICRs or you do thermal imaging or if you do fault finding, let's assume that you do carry out a risk assessment and you do develop a safe system of work and you do think about the live work component. Well, you know the approach requirements, you know, signage, barriers, locking off as much as we can, but there are times where we have to work live for the sake of testing, inspection, and routine maintenance. If you've realized that there is a risk of shorting out a conductor, or let's say you're going to remove a panel, and you've not removed the panel before, you have no idea if within that panel there's a conductive tool, or if there's a barrier missing, or if there's a conductor that's been kind of squashed into position by the lid when the panel was inserted, and as you remove that, the change in atmosphere would result in the cables kind of twisting out and even shorting. All of these can occur whenever you remove a panel under load. In fact, removing a panel under load is very, very strongly um, disliked in many of the organizations that I kind of consult with because of this kind of risk. So if you are to do this work and you are to you know, take, take a panel down and it's loaded because you don't want to disturb your customer too much, we know there's a risk, we know that there's a danger, we know there are barriers, and we know how to control those. The question really is, if there was a risk that went unnoticed, or if there was a risk that wasn't properly controlled, would you be able to determine that you know how much energy would occur, how long the duration of the energy would be there for, so you could then determine the suitable levels for PPE? And that's where this area of industry, really, you know, with ArcFlash, kind of really needs to be looked at. Because we have this approach, especially in the UK, of elimination and of not doing that work 
if something is dangerous, we, you know, we'd rather not do it, find an alternative, a safe isolation, for example. And that's great, but if we end up going within the, re the needs of doing live work, we need to make sure we are fully in control. And the question I'm raising now is, how do we know the value of energy that can be released in a panel if there was a fault to occur? And that means, how do we select the correct PP? And that's where this industry goes in ArcFlash. If you do a little research into ArcFlash, you'll see standards that are all originating in the US or around the world. Uh, over in the US, they have NFPA 70E. That's a standard that is about you know electricity at work, basically. It's a bit of a similar one to that. But that one gives a table to select PPE. It strongly pushes PPE onto electricians and engineers. The IEEE 1584 standard is the tool to carry out the calculations to determine the values of incident energy, which is a great tool. We just don't really fully adopt them here. Many companies in the UK, many American companies will have this because obviously over in the US, it's essential for all panels to have mounted on their front the energy level in calories so that any operative who goes to work on that panel will know immediately what PPE to select. We just don't have that here for as a, as a typical standard of work. But you may see it now and then if you work in larger companies, American companies, or maybe in the petrol or chemical industry. You'll see a much higher awareness of this subject of ArcFlash. My main concern is for the, the more... The more, um, the more typical electrician who'll be working from schools to offices to different industries, but not more, not, not really dipping into a, a specialist industry where there may be these requirements of ArcFlash have actually already been handled. So do a little bit of research on it. Now, my main question is this again. Can you determine if the incident energy that could potentially and very, very, very rarely, but could potentially be released... Can you determine if you've identified the value so you can then, then select adequate PPE for the process of removing the panel? Have a think about it. Do some online research on the subject. And I'm going to be talking about the subject more very soon. All right. Cheers, guys.